You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. In today's show, we've got some sad news for you guys. Now, don't start to panic. No Texans players are in trouble or severely injured, but we'll explain what's going on in just a matter of seconds. Welcome aboard, everybody. I'm Robert Land, along with my co-host for the last year and a half, Brian Patterson. Thanks for diving into your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. And, well, this isn't our sad news, but J.J. Watt had some minor knee surgery. He should recover without any issues this offseason, according to the early reports. And that might explain why he didn't quite look right over the last few games. But uh, like I said, I I don't think that's uh, worth panicking about or anything like that. And obviously, I don't think that's super sad news. Hopefully, J.J. should be fine. But I know you're wondering, if it's not J.J. Watt, what is it? Uh, Well, it's with much sadness that Brian and I have decided to say goodbye to Locked On Texans. Uh, For both of us, it's been quite a commitment to do this. Uh, We both have jobs, and this has been a labor of love. And Brian, I don't want to speak for you, so I'll let you explain what went into your decision. Yeah, um, I as far as what I have, I, I have a full time job myself, and also run houseofhouston dot com and did this podcast. And for a while there, I was really able to keep things um, all going, especially. And then, like you said, it was a labor of love. And what kept me going was the adrenaline to be out there, uh, to be here to to talk about my Texans, to to give the insight that you're looking for, and to to just give my opinion on what's going on. You know, we've always, you know, here on this show, uh, been able to give our opinions you know, unadulterated without any type of uh, situation where we're giving uh, bias. You know, if they're doing well, we will credit them. If they're doing bad, we're definitely going to be in them. We're going to be talking about them, uh, what they need to improve. So that's where we've always been with it. But, uh, yeah, I do work in the airline business, and there is always uncertainty as far as what your schedule will be. There are times where we would be recording the show, you know, 11 o'clock, midnight, you know, and this is after I've worked maybe, you know, 11 or 12 hours. So if if I wasn't <laughs> as sharp as I should have been, you know, on the show, that that is certainly the reason. It's certainly not an excuse. But, yeah, it, it's just been a real rough uh, past couple of months when my schedule changed drastically um, as far as work. But um, I've really thoroughly enjoyed uh, podcasting and um, just talking about my Texas. I I love my Houston teams and uh, Houston, Texas are just right there in terms of of, of what I love. And I'm thankful for the opportunity, uh, especially um, just being on this network to be able to share my views. Yeah. And I can tell you, you know, I work with Brian for this last year and a half and the guy works hard. I mean, it's it's 12 hour days for him. A lot of times he works well into the night doing all the other stuff with Houston sports. So uh, it, it's been difficult at times just to take you behind the scenes. You know, sometimes we, we're trying to connect our schedules and hook them up and find that time where both of us can be talking to each other at the same time. And it's it's not as easy sometimes as you would think it would be. And uh, so that's been a thing. And, and, and I was also thinking along with Brian at about the same time, uh, just within the last uh, couple of days that it's just, it's, it's gotten to be too much for me as well. I mean, with the other stuff that I have to do, I mean, I uh, produce a high school sports show um, and, and it's just, uh, it, it's a lot for, for anybody as, as you guys can imagine. And uh, you know, we got a, 
we got to say some th- uh, some thank yous over the course of the show, and just want to start off w- with we can't say goodbye uh, without thanking the man behind Locked On Podcast, the network, and that's David Locke. He had the confidence in us to let us be a part of this, give us the chance to make friends with you guys, the listeners. David, the voice of the Utah Jazz, and this whole idea of a daily network sprung from his brain. He's given us occasional, you know, some advice, but we've, you know, like Brian said, we've had tons of freedom. 90% of how we construct these shows has been us. You know, it's, it's also Mm -hmm. the idea of a daily network, your team every day, outstanding, you know, Brian, uh, I mean, there's so many people to thank, but we've got to thank all of our friends who worked with us behind the scenes on LockedOnTexans.com, our staff of writers and contributors who've given selflessly, with their time and energy, just run down some of those names, Brian, because there's a lot of them. LockedOnTexas.com, and and we appreciate you guys contributing and, and providing your opinions uh, because we love them and we love you, and we continue to wish you the best in what you do. Going down the list, let's start with Cameron Redler. Thank you, Cameron. Jack Perotti, Jeff Asna, Calvin Crawford, Joe Esquivel Murphy, Nathan Jones, Brandon Gimple, Jordan Brown, Charlie Gutierrez. Connor Phillips and Andy Rio. So thank you guys for all that you do. Enjoyed reading your articles because I'm the editor for LockdownTexas.com. So I'm looking at your stuff, getting it up on the website for you guys to read as as listeners. And um, it, it was thoroughly a pleasure to to work with each and every one of you. And um, yeah, I mean we we're definitely going to be staying in touch. There's no doubt about it. Also, uh, I have to thank Lockdown Rockets host Ben Dubose who referred me to David Locke. This would have never happened without Ben. Uh, for those who haven't heard Ben and I talk about it, we've been really good friends for years. Not only are we both in this business, but we're also proud alums of the best journalism school in the country, the University of Missouri J School. Just extremely proud of my Mizzou J School degree. It's the world's first school of journalism. For those of you who don't know, my classmates you know, they're working in the news business all over the country. Uh, one of them has written two New York's time, New York Times bestsellers on her time spent in Afghanistan. Another is the managing editor of CNN.com. Uh, geez, I mean, mostly I've worked in sports, but in my early days, I worked in news in Little Rock, Arkansas, covering everything from Whitewater to the Paula Jones, Bill Clinton story. When I worked in Arkansas, the then Governor Mike Huckabee knew me by my first name, which is crazy. Uh, I could have never guessed the guy would be a presidential candidate someday. So, I mean, the the journey for me starts with the journalism school. And, you know, Ben was a big part of the reason why I got connected with all this stuff. And uh, just, you know, I'm I'm very proud of uh, uh, my connection with the journalism school. And just I hope everybody out there understands how important it is in in our world every day and the, the people that I know that put their life into it without a lot of, uh, you know, just without it, this is not a money or a power thing for those people. This is about, uh, trying to tell the truth and tr- try to do something good. And it's, it's really a thing of passion for so many of those people that are, that are out there. But it, again, it all starts, uh, for me w- in this job with Ben and, and David Locke and, and being able to put us into the pos- in position to do this type of thing. Um, uh, we got some final thoughts on the Texans off season in just a, a few minutes, but, Hey, you know, even though Brian and I might be leaving, you know, I definitely 
still will check out Locked On NFL, the podcast that we have nationally with Matt Williamson. He's brought me in as a guest over the last couple of years. Just a great guy, super knowledgeable, and I've really enjoyed listening to his weekly guest over the last few months, especially former Texan uh, Sage Rosenfels. I got to say, Sage's perspective, really interesting. So if you haven't subscribed to Locked On NFL, give it a shot. Well, Brian, uh, before we uh, close things out, we got to talk about the Texans one last time. I mean, I just want to just get into the offseason with you a little bit on the stuff that maybe we haven't covered or, or just what the future of this team holds. I mean, you and I have talked about, you know, the running backs and, and how to fix that, the offensive line, the secondary. I, I mean, is there other things that we haven't gotten into that you think can help this team move forward. I mean, I, I, you know, I still, I don't know about you, Brian. I still think the, the coaching staff, they, they've got to get better. The, there, there needs to be some changes. Changes. I hope there, there are. Looking forward in terms of, of the talent we have, especially our wideouts with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. But that's what I want to get at. Outside of DeAndre Hopkins, who do you have uh, for weapons? See, Will Fuller, you know, there's always an injury that sets him back. You know, Kiki Cutie, uh, how he's, how healthy is, is he going to be moving forward? Vincent Smith, who is progressing, you know, at a at a nice pace. Um, you know, he had to be asked to do a lot to jump in and to be able to start, you know, at the end of the season and in a playoff game. You know, that's almost too much to ask out of a rookie. But um, I'm, I'm worried about moving forward. Who is going to be a legitimate weapon that's going to be available every game outside of DeAndre Hopkins? They've got to sit down and figure that out on whether or not they need to start investing capital on one more wide receiver. That could could definitely shift the uh, the scale there. I, I would doubt it would be this draft because there's so many other needs, particularly what we talked about with the offensive line and especially in the secondary. But that is definitely something that they need to think about uh, in the future because I don't know if I could take another season of Will Fuller having another devastating injury and then we're trying to figure out how to uh, to, to clean up the mess. Yeah, Will Fuller's injuries, it's been unusual. I mean, I think this is really the worst year. It's the most time that he's missed. It, it, it's the first time I, I can recall it was a total season-ending surgery that cost him most of the season. You know, it's it's not been necessarily with him anything in the same area. So I think that's a positive for him moving forward. But uh, Kiki QT, I mean, those hamstrings, I, I don't know if that goes away. I mean, we we saw the soft tissues issue, soft tissue issues, easy for me to say, with uh, <laughs> Arian Foster and, you know, the groin and the hamstring with him. Uh, like you said, I, I don't know if they've got the um, draft – uh, draft picks and and, and uh, with all the other things that they're, they're going to have to address to do it there. Free agency, you know, we talk about running back is where you can uh, do something in free agency because they genu- generally don't cost you a lot to get a decent running back. And I, I think that's the same case with wide receivers, Brian. I mean, that that's where you can improve. Uh, when you look at the rest of this team, uh, you know, Big Ron talked about, getting a guy maybe with more push in the middle. I, I think they just need to use the resources that they do have on the defensive line uh, and the linebacking core. You know, they, they're going to continue to develop it and grow. There's growth that you can make with Zach Cunningham and Bernardrick McKinney and Dylan Cole. And I like all of those guys for the future. And maybe even Brennan Scarlett uh, can stay healthy for a whole season. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but 
you definitely got guys that are young in that area uh, that I think are going to be fine. I mean, Brian, I, I don't, I don't know if there, the, there's really anything bigger though than I mean, we 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 keep going back to it. It's the offensive line. It's they're going to have to improve the tackle spot and they're going to have to improve the cornerbacks and and a lot of pressure on Brian Gain just to get it right. You know, he's got to nail these picks and it can't be, you know, Rick Smith while we get the first round pick right, but we screw up the two second rounds and the third round pick. I mean, those picks are so crucial to, you know, turning the corner with this franchise and getting to the next point. But also, you know, I, I just got to remind everybody that's out there. I mean, rookies generally, you know, the Colts found a couple of guys that immediately made impacts, but that's not normal. And it, it you know, we, we always expect, Oh, let's just get the guy in the draft and that's going to solve the problem. But, you know, maybe a running back comes in. They, those guys usually, uh, they can contribute immediately. Wide receivers don't. There's other positions where it's it's not likely. So, you know, they, they've got to not only nail the pick, but hope that these guys can immediately step in and have the uh, wherewithal to, to handle the NFL pretty early on, or at least develop and, and get there by the end of next season. And that's that's the whole key there. And and you just look at this team. It's it's just such on the cusp of, of doing great things. But there's just some minor inaccuracies, some inadequacies, I guess that would be the better word to use in this situation. Um, and, that, and then that would push this team over the top. But uh, the main thing, protect Deshaun Watson. Um, I, I really do feel that if another guy was looking under the hood uh, with the playbook, calling the plays, that would be perfect. Uh, but you know Bill O'Brien, he's not going to give uh, that up. But I think it would be the betterment of this team if someone, his wife, uh, his kids, somebody could talk to him and say, hey, it's okay to have someone look at this and and look at it from a different way because it's going to help you be a better leader, a better coach, and it may thrust you into to greatness. I mean, Bill, he's. I think the problem is he wants to be so much like Bill Belichick, where he, he rules with the iron fist and wields all this power. But Bill, you got to find your own way. You got to be your own person. And I think you can do that. I, I respect the knowledge that, that Bill O'Brien has, but sometimes he can be a bit stubborn. And that's, that's the whole situation there. Yeah. You, you mentioned Bill Belichick. I mean, Josh McDaniels is there. He's got an offensive coordinator. I mean, Bill, yeah. you know, he does a lot with the defense and, and he, I, I guess he's the primary play caller. Is he the primary play caller for them on defense still? I would imagine because he didn't give Brian Flores uh, the, the defensive coordinator title. He still was a linebackers coach. So my guess is that he suggested that they run a play, but ultimately it was up to Belichick if it was going to be run or not because defense is a thing. Yeah, a few, I mean, with so many coaches, you know, it, it, they all seem to think that they can do everything and and they don't look good. I mean, I mean, we you look at the coaches and the the turnover mm-hmm. is stupid, and I don't know if. You know, all these guys deserve to get fired as quickly as they do, but they've got to think, change the way they think about it. I mean, we're we're in a league where it's, hey, we're going to hire an offensive coordinator to be the head coach and to be the offensive coordinator. And you got to manage a team. I mean, you got to learn how to manage a team. You got to get a guy that knows how to do that and hire the right people. You know, it's about uh, not somebody that's, you know, great at one side of the ball, but somebody that can manage you know, find an offensive coordinator, find a defensive coordinator. So he's freed up to be able to look at stuff from the big picture. And that's, I think sometimes, a lot of the times, that's Bill O'Brien's biggest mistake as a coach. And Brian, because I, I just don't think he 
sometimes can see the big picture because he's so focused on what he's doing. And that's where the mistakes happen. You can only be able to do so many things uh, at once. I mean, he's worried about managing the game. He's worrying about, you know, what plays uh, that this team is going to run and then trying to figure out what's best to suit Deshaun Watson's strengths. I mean, honestly, I just feel that there are times where Deshaun just goes, well, I'm going to improvise. I know this is the call, but I'm going to have to improvise here because this is not the read is not what I'm seeing out here. I'm going to have to just go on and take off and start running. But uh, it would just help him. You know, it would pay huge dividends. Just it would like go through the whole roster, just the way it would be able to translate in terms of how better things will be. And plus, it would be less pressure and stress off of him, you know, having to worry about all of that. But honestly, he may like that. He may like having uh, all that power. But again, you know, I think the, the if, if he does hire an offensive coordinator, they're just going to probably move Sean Ryan over to help him call plays. And then like, uh, you know, Troy with Texas Cap said, maybe bring in an expert, uh, you know, with uh, an offensive expert that can help him uh, even more to, you know, feel Sean Ryan. Just, so, just another voice in the room. Yeah, with, that's all. That would be great, you know. Uh, and and the thing that uh, Bill O'Brien, you know, does poorly is manage a game. And maybe if he's separated just a little bit from it, maybe he he can be better at that. You know, th- the other thing I think people they they kind of get into this deal where hey, get rid of Bill O'Brien because we need to find Bill Belichick. Well, there's only one guy. I mean, he's like the greatest coach ever. And then look around at the rest of the NFL and go go find the guys that you know everybody agrees on one hundred percent. This guy's a genius. He's never going to get fired. I mean, you know, Sean McVay is the flavor of the month, and maybe he is the next yeah. Bill Belichick. But I mean, let's let's look at you know who's in the conference championship. Well, there's Andy Reid, uh, who all of a sudden has become a genius again after you know Patrick Mahomes. But everybody's criticized Andy Reid's clock management and he's been terrible in the playoffs with the chiefs over the years. And, you know, there was stuff that he was criticized when he was with the Eagles and, you know, the Eagles, obviously he's still not with them. So that, that, that blew up in a bad way. And then Mm -hmm. you've got uh, over with uh, the Saints, Sean Payton. Well, Sean Payton has a lot of years where things don't, don't go well, but it's, it's amazing that you put some defensive talent with him and they're in the playoffs and they're a Super Bowl contender. But when they're not, they're a good team because of Drew Brees. Without Drew Brees, I don't know what Sean Payton is. I mean, and a lot of these coaches, I mean, you can talk about what a genius they are, and then you take away uh, the great quarterback, and, and then where are they? And, and I mean, that, that gets me back to quarterback, Brian. And, you know, with everything else we're talking about, offensive line, this, that, Deshaun has got to get better. And and I don't think Deshaun is ready to win a Super Bowl yet, and he's got to get better uh, over this offseason, and he's got to get better as next season progresses and he's got to figure out a way to get rid of the ball quicker to not take the hits uh to go through his progressions a little bit better uh just some of the little things and like i said you know in previous podcasts it's it's about you know clock management too all of that stuff he can do way better and he's got to do better if he's going to get to that next level it's about deshaun watson when all is said and done we know that this is a quarterback league um, so much is on those guys, but I mean, that's just the way it is. That's life. You just think about that, that last scoring drive that they had against the Colts in the wild card game. It took nearly seven minutes for them to get that touchdown, which almost was called off anyway. So it, it it's, that's got to get better. He's got to get off 
the the snap a lot better, you know, and we talked about pre-snap, uh, the situations of him, you know, making the mistakes there and, and whatnot. But, um, you know, it, it's just, you know, the hope that he continues to get better. Because, again, we talked about this and, you know, of course, you brought this up that the window is closing. It, it's going to get shorter and tighter and tighter while Deshaun Watson is cheap because right now you're paying him rookie money, but he is going to get quarterback money in the next couple of seasons, and then you're going to be limited in terms of how you can build this team uh, to have it to continue to uh, contend. So it's best to try to go out there and win something meaningful now uh, while he's cheap or else, you know, it's it's going to be really difficult to get to, um, you know, the upper levels of, of the playoffs, hopefully your Super Bowl whenever it's all said and done. And we just hope you can convince your friends to – that are Texans fans and that are, are maybe on the border. Look, Bill O'Brien, we get, you know, I understand like everybody's just, there's not the confidence in him, but it still can be a joy to watch this team because of Deshaun and because of JJ and because of DeAndre and so many of these guys, and Clowney, Clowney is fun to watch. He's got to, you know, obviously we'll see if he comes back. I mean, I think that gets done. But he's oh, yeah. got to get better at his job and just the simple things like just, you know, staying on sides like we've talked about, lining up in the right spot, all that. But, you know, Clowney is an extraordinary talent. I mean, I, you know, I've seen the guy in person close up and it's just he's so much more talented than the guys lining up against him. Uh, but you've got him and you've got J.J. Watt to watch and you've got DeAndre Hopkins to watch and Deshaun Watson. And, and the, it's a good group of guys, you know, you can tell your kids, Hey, th- th- these are guys that, you know, I want you to root for because they not only are great talents, but they're doing things in the community and they're giving back. And, you know, to, to me, uh, as a lock- lifelong sports fan, Brian, I mean, it just more and more, I realize that's important. I, I want to root for guys that are good people not just, you know, the uniforms. I don't want to root for, as Jerry Seinfeld says, the laundry. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, that mantra of running the organization is going to continue with Cal at the helm. I mean, uh, just over, you know, the time that we've been doing this show, the Texans have gone 15 and 17, you know, one season with a lot of promise that, that, went south really quickly and then this season where it was kind of a shock considering the way uh they started but but regardless uh they're they're going to continue to bring in guys you know they, they don't have to be boy scouts but if they've learned from what they've they've done in the past and really well, who we've signed they haven't had a really too much of a checkered past but just human beings who have made a mistake and you know they're trying to find their way back and and they've provided valuable contributions to this team so you know, I'm 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 really with that, and um, because we've obviously seen what it could be like trying to sign someone. You can just look at the 2013 draft, full of guys that uh, were cancers to this team and didn't quite make it as they thought that they were going to. And uh, except for one, DeAndre Hopkins, and a couple of other guys. I think what Ryan Griffin was in that draft too, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, it that's I just love the way that the, the Texas have done this, and you don't have much drama. You just go out there and go to work and do your job and try to do the best at it. Yeah, and a, a big thing for me is, you know, when you re-sign Tyron Matthew, I'm a fan of re-signing him just because leadership matters in a locker room. You know, he's done stuff in the community. Uh, I like that. But leadership matters in a locker room. And, and maybe 
he's not the best safety in the league, but you know, he did some really nice things for the Texans and, and leadership uh, on any team. We've seen it with the Astros, what that means of Brian McCann and what he brought to the table or Carlos Beltran, even when they weren't performing on the field, they were giving you that in the locker room and they're still decent players and they, you know, you still like having them out there, but the big thing for, you know, somebody like that is uh, they impact a team. They impact the locker room in so many more ways. So, you know, I, I want to see Ty Matthew come back and, and not just because he's a good guy, but because of those other qualities too. And, you know, he, he was a really good player for the Texans and um, did a nice job at safety for the most part. And we've seen a lot of safeties just be, bad for the Texans over the years. So it was nice to see that, you know, I don't know where Ty Matthew fits on the scale, but I definitely felt like he was above average and maybe better than that at times. So, uh, you know, I hope, hope that's the deal going forward. I mean, you know, we can talk Texans all day long and we're going to remind you that we're not just like, we're not dying. So there's a way for you guys to continue to stay in contact with us. And we, we also want to remind you to don't delete your Locked On Texans subscription. I'm sure David Locke is working hard to find new hosts for the show. So keep your eyes open to the Locked On Texans podcast feed. All right, Brian, before we go, uh, we want to thank our regular hosts over the last few years. Our regular guest, I should say, the Chronicles, Stephanie Stradley, Dale Robertson, and John McClain. And I, I can't tell all of you listeners, what good people they are too. Uh, yes. Thank you to my good friend, Danny Mata from Fox 26. He's a jerk, but I live with it, but he's, no, he's a, <laughs> I love Danny. Hey Danny, if you're listening, uh, thanks to the athletics, Aaron Reese, uh, Troy from Texanscap.com, big Ron and Patrick star from state of the Texans, uh, from the Houston Texans broadcast team. We haven't talked to them in a while, but, you know, we've got my friend and fellow Drake Jesuit alum, Drew Doherty, uh, D.P. Sidhu, and of course, the OG voice of the Texans, Mark Vandermeer. Good guy also. Thank you to the former Texans we've had on the show and Sage Rosenfels, uh, Wade Smith, J.J. Moses, Travis Johnson, and Sports Radio 610's Seth Payne. Thank you to Houston Oilers and NFL Hall of Famers Robert Brazil and Elvin Bethay. Oh, so excited that those guys are in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Oilers and WFL Houston Texans voice Jerry Trupiano, who's a really nice guy and a guy I grew up uh, listening to him on the radio. He was he was one of my guys. And also Houston sports writing legend Mickey Herskowitz, who we had talking about you know the first Super Bowl in Houston, Texas over at Rice Stadium. We also want to thank... All the hosts in the Locked On Podcast Network, just incredible people who do great work every day. Oh, and I must thank my original co-host, the Chronicles' Aaron Wilson. Good guy. Uh, didn't work out for him. Time, again, was uh, an issue over there. But Aaron, super nice guy. Anybody I've forgotten, Brian, anybody on that list that, uh, that I just has escaped me? Oh, well, you know, maybe maybe there's somebody on the other side here. You know, I, I definitely want to thank you uh, for giving me this opportunity to to have me uh, do podcasting, you know, in regard to our, our Houston Texans here. Um, it, it just was a, a wonderful uh, opportunity to go out here again to 
to just give my express my thoughts on the whole situation. You've been doing this a lot longer than I have, and uh, I am too a communications major, media studies and and whatnot. But uh, yeah, podcasting is is a totally different game, and uh, you you are very very talented. I've known you since Houston Sports Talk, and if you guys want to know how we met, I was a guest on Locked On Texans, and then we just started talking. He was looking for someone um, when Aaron Wilson uh, had left. And, you know, I, you know, filled in for for one show and then we decided to start getting this going. And there you go. We've been doing it for two seasons. But again, the dynamics have changed. But again, I I, I truly have a terrific friend in Robert Land and I will never forget him for the opportunity that he gave me. And we're we're still going to continue to, you know, stay in touch, of course, because, you know, we're right down the way. So that's 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 awesome. So um, I want to thank you, Robert, for being uh, for allowing me to uh, be a part of this podcast. Yeah, huge benefit of doing this was you know meeting Brian and becoming friends with with you, Brian, and, and just uh, I mean we're we're kind of like brothers at this point because we we talk every day. We we get on each yep. other's nerves at times. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's it, usually not about the Texans actually, uh, but occasionally yeah. <laughs> it's occasionally yeah. about the Texans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It fuels our debates. Yeah, if you've heard the show, that could happen too. But uh, yeah, yeah uh, it's just been uh, so much fun. And and I tell you what, if you want to reach out for all you listeners, you could still find me on my Houston Sports Talk Twitter handle. You know, you know, I'll be over at that podcast. Uh, it's a little bit dialed back from this one, uh, so I can handle that with my schedule. But it's at HST Podcast. Um, you know, you can email me info at houstonsportstalk.net. Brian, of course, is at House of Houston and at BRKP1999. If you go into those show descriptions, you know how to reach us. Uh, any other ways to get a hold of you, Brian? Have I forgotten anything? BRKP1999, that's my Twitter handle. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm pretty much on every social media network you can think of. And, uh, of course, uh, feel free to uh, check at houseofhouston.com because I will still be there writing and uh, running the site as well. Well, this is our 540th show. We've had several hundred thousand listens since this all started back on September the 19th, 2016. It has been an absolute labor of love. Thank you so much to all of you, you listeners, for being a part of our Texans family. You know, we talk for you. We talk because of you. Thank you, Brian and I appreciate all your kind words over the years, all of your support. We are Texans fans, me and Brian. That won't change when we sign off in a couple of minutes. Brian and I were born and raised in this area. It's in our blood. Not sure I've even missed a game in the whole you know, uh, length of the franchise, either on TV or in person since day one. Same with Brian. Uh, we did our best to give you our perspectives, both as fans and as journalists. journalists and, and hell, I was there year one covering the T Texans for Fox Sports Southwest. I practically lived in the shadow of the stadium. So in our heart, we want to see Houston in a Super Bowl more than anything else. I've lived 47 years without having a team to root for in the Super Bowl. Just one time, I would like to watch a Super Bowl game and see a team with Houston in it uh, I hope to see the day where that's happening. So I could say, that's my team. I hope they can win today. Uh, well, this is usually where I say, thanks for making us a part of your week. But this time I'll end by saying, 
Thanks for making us a part of your lives. Godspeed, everybody. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.